Hello and welcome to the Pond Theater. It's just me and Cody this time. Justin had to go somewhere and we had a little time switch actually twice because today is also my nephew's second birthday so I will be celebrating actually at 4 p.m. this time and it was I thought it was going to be 1 p.m. but then uh, no it was, it's actually 4 p.m. so I mean I'm just flipping it back but uh, you know, and it's good that we can get through this and in, in time for that because uh, there's only one big movie that came out this week, and that's The White Tiger, or at least big as far as uh, on the release calendar, you, according to Wikipedia. Uh, but it's a uh, a a film that is directed, starred, and written by a lot of in, uh, Indian filmmakers and actors and actresses. So that is going to be our one movie. But additionally, I was going to start talking about uh, the anime I've been watching, but uh, that we're on limited time. I will save My Hero Academia uh, for a later time because I do want to talk about that, especially with season five coming up. But tonight, so additionally, addition to White the White Tiger, I will give my thoughts on an anime called food wars you've heard of it i have not i was laughing at the title yes oh i i will definitely tell you about food wars oh my gosh this 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 anime here so that's pretty much all we got yeah not gonna bs around because of course we are i mean not not in a I wouldn't say on a, on a terribly like strict schedule. Just, just making sure we get here in case like my parents look up and say, "Hey, you know, even though it's four, let's get out here by three thirty or so, so on and so forth." But uh, you know, how how's things? If there's anything new to say that's going on about your life? Otherwise, we'll now just just get on with the movies. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to say. I don't know if anyone just wants to know the personal struggles of going to school full-time and working full-time. People who are going through that know that, so. Yeah, you know what? Um, something I will, I will say is also that I have two more school semesters left, one spring and one summer, and Basically, my plan is to then go work at Best Buy or some uh, tech-filled uh, business as, you know, replying my cashier skills over there. That, that's just kind of what the instructors recommended me to do. And as far as last classes go, thankfully, they are online. I don't need to attend anything in person. But one of them is on Saturday. So I can't push any of these uh, episodes of the Pond Theater back on a Saturday what I'll say is that there's going to be a lot of movies coming out throughout this year. Even when we hear about news of some bigger movies and smaller movies pushing back, there's still a lot coming out. Like next week, for example, there was one on HBO Matt with a. Uh, That's uh, the Denzel Washington, yeah, Denzel Washington Rami Malik, and yeah, um, uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, actually, all three of those, the little things, that's a big, probably the next big movie for HBO Max, they got it on there, uh, a new drama from Apple TV Plus called Palmer, and then The Dig from Netflix, 
So, and I'm not saying like, hey, well, you got to be able to watch all three in time. No, watch what you can. If you watch the films that you feel the most interested in and what you are able to. It's just that, yeah, there's going to be multiple weekends where we'll have multiple movies coming out on the same day. That's just how it is. And, you know, be able to get trendy because that, that's what happens is once these movies come out, they are trending the most usually on the weekend they're out, uh, especially if it's a bigger movie. I bet The Little Things is going to be trending on Twitter. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I would hope so. Uh yeah, I mean, that's how it is. So, you know, do do what you can. But thankfully, this week, just one movie. And let's get right into it. The White Tiger. So when I first heard of this coming out, I was, for some reason, I had this thought of, okay, is this connected to the, what was that, Tiger documentary? Tiger King? Yeah, Tiger King. For some reason... I'm still on that that tiger thought. So whenever I hear a movie on Netflix about tigers, I was like, "Oh, is it the tiger?" Even though this has nothing to do with the Tiger King, just for some the reason, the one person like, Trump did not um, pardon was Joe Exotic. I don't think even Trump or like like I don't think Trump even pardoned any like it wasn't he not allowed to do that because he got impeached twice or I, I don't know. I don't know the details. I know he did pardon a few people that worked under him or were buddies with him before he left. Yeah. yeah. But you just mentioned Tiger King, so that's why I brought it up. Because they yeah, were making well, a joke what? about it. Even though Trump is not gone, he is not in office anymore. We can only hope things will get better from here. Uh, I do know what is trending on Twitter is there's... <laughs> there's... Fingers crossed is what I meant. <laughs> well, okay, so, I mean, real quick before we get into the, this movie, I've been keeping track of what Biden is doing, or at least not keeping track, but I've, I've looked at some of the stuff Biden has done so far. I think he is showing, already, he's showing more promise and more faith than our last president did in the entire four years. Oh, by bounds, and it's just nice to have normal, hear normal speeches and you know, not to have, you know, what's been trending in social media these past couple of days, Bernie memes. I mean, it's a lot. It's already feeling like a lot nicer universe to be in just in two days. Well, that That's another thing I have to say as well. That might be true for some. I mean, it's to keep in mind, I mean, to keep in mind racism and hate is still here. So, absolutely like, yeah, like the, that's the thing the fight's not over yeah yeah i mean especially it's not over because the the crazy like trump cult they they're mad still that he uh won actually one lady on tiktok got emotionally upset that uh trump got i might share it later to instagram uh, or whatever, but man, there was a, or I might even show on Twitter, but it was a lady who was, you know, I don't mean to go out because I know we were going to talk about the white tiger. We will, but I, I actually, I have to show you this because I know you follow politics. Oh, I, and this, this scared the heck out of me originally until I saw the woman's first two videos, but I'm going to play the audio of it so you can listen to it. President Trump, 
you see this? Please save us. Don't even see our American flag anymore. God is talking with some kind of crazy flag. This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please. I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. Y'all don't have a panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us. Okay, okay. And wow. <laughs> okay, but I mean, you know, like we were saying, I. I was seeing people post, uh, you know, to thank him for all these things that happened during his four years. And it's like, I, I don't know what parallel universe you're living in. No. And especially that right as Biden starts being present, it's like this called immediately wants to find something to call him the worst president yet like within 48 hours of him uh, being president people there's already a hashtag on twitter impeach biden now and and i'm like okay what what did biden do that's worth impeachment oh my gosh could you believe that he fired a a black guy uh, as u.s uh, surgeon general and then I looked into it. No, that was the Surgeon General that let this pandemic happen and let it go out of control. So he didn't fire him because he was black. He fired him because he didn't do his job. Uh, and But people were looking, oh, he, he, see, Biden's racist. You see that? And, I'm, you know, bringing up the crime bill from the 90s, I'm like, okay, you're, I, I, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, who knows? Weeks later, Biden could pull something that that's bad. But I mean, at, at this rate, I just, you know, more than not, the cult needs to just just shut the heck up and and just get on with their life. Like this lady that I sh- shared crying about this. Meanwhile, panicking that Bi- that Trump lost when people of color panic because they're outside around others who could possibly hurt them just because of how they look so she has much less to lose but she's throwing like a tantrum over that that's because they get manipulated and they believe all these crazy wild conspiracy theories that people say yeah yeah and not only that but after this she I mean, she continues to like talk because that's the thing is right before this tantrum, she was talking crud about uh, Biden supporters like, oh, y'all need to grow up and accept Trump as your president. Uh, I'm like, okay, you brought this on yourself. Like, I don't feel anything. At first, I was like, she needs help and still she needs help. But it's it's also like, wow, holy crud. Uh, and then there was a video where she was she was duetting a, a video she thought was real, and it was uh, Black Lives Matter and Proud Boys just casually talking to each other, and they're like, "Yo, man!" Oh, we're... I heard the Proud Boys are mad at Trump because he lost. 
yeah, they're mad at Trump because they lost, but there's a thought of, oh, well, the pro- secretly, Black Lives Matter and the Proud Boys, they love each other. I'm like, what? Because there was a video where you saw people in Black, or Black, uh, people in Black Lives Matter outfit, uh, and then the Proud Boys, like, right uh, next to them, with, you know, MAGA hats and, and all that, and with, and with rifles on their hand, uh, yeah, like they're carrying like an assault rifle and, and uh, the Proud Boys goes to Black Lives Matter like, look, man, you know, and, and you know, and he's dropping a lot of strong language, but he's like, and man, if, if people don't come together, we're screwed. We're screwed. And and Black Lives Matter is like, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, we, we got to stick together. And I was looking at that. I'm like, okay, those guys are actors because... I, you know, I, I would find it hard to believe it. And maybe, maybe it is true. Maybe the Black Lives Matter and Proud Boys are friends. But I mean, it was way over the top. Like, if it did felt like it was a comedy skit. But that lady believed that was real. It's like, see, see, Trump believes in uh uniting people together see black lives matter and you gotta treat the see black lives matter treats the proud boys uh with respect you gotta treat the proud boys with respect and i'm like oh uh, anyway <laughs> the, the white tiger <laughs> that was quite a, a a diversion the white tiger has nothing to do with this <laughs> no uh actually it's about, uh, and the, the director of this, I was trying to think if I've seen this guy's previous work, but uh, people look at the White Tiger and outside of knowing that there was a big tiger series and they look at it and go like, wow, this is cool. A lot of representation on screen. You got a, a full cast of Indian actors and actresses partially taking place in India. They also talk about America as well. The director here is Raman uh, Bahrani, and I'm going to see if he did any films. Okay, Man, Push Cart, Chop Shop, Plastic Bag. Oh, okay, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. I heard about that film. That was his last uh, movie prior to Oh, he did the HBO version of it, okay. Yeah, Yeah, the HBO one. Uh, interesting yeah so that was oh and he did uh 99 homes i haven't seen that but i heard that was pretty interesting that's about the housing market yeah with andrew garfield and michael shannon yeah i only knew about uh fahrenheit 541 i haven't gone around to seeing it but i I know like his name was attached to that so this is his latest film and it's about an ambitious Indian driver. Uh, and yeah, he's got his uh, cutting wits. I mean, it's actually narrow. The whole story is actually narrated by him talking about his life over there and his ambitions. Well, he drives a couple through. Oh my gosh, my nose. Uh, deep apologies, my nose is. Uh... Oh my gosh. Oh, I am so sorry. Nose, nose, stop, stop, nose, stop, nose, nose, nose. 
<laughs> Cody's looking, what the heck are you doing? Oh my gosh. Balram, uh, who is played by Edrash Gorov. Uh, he is the narrator and, and protagonist in this story. But it's about him rising from being a uh, uh, poor builder to the sort of uh, uh, or entrepreneur in a way. How he went through it, though, is a little twisted. But I want to say before we get into that, because you're thinking, okay, well, that this whole movie is because it's about uh, crime. It's a, it's a crime thriller, kind of. It, it goes. I mean, you get through when it, when it gets to the White Tiger. It's halfway through the film, but before that, you are given a setup of who these people are and their relationships with each other, which I think is very nice. I I, I know. We're in a, a time where we want things to be fast, but I like the slow buildup with the beginning because I don't feel like there was filler or uh, expedition or exposition. Uh, instead, it's just you know a, a family and uh, with uh, Baram trying to figure out what exactly is his purpose in life. It's just sad to see how it goes wrong for him later on because while I don't want to spoil everything, I will say that he gets involved with a murder um, and it's a pretty gruesome one. Now they don't make the film to be that gruesome or that gory or violent, but you get little hints in images because they run over accidentally run over someone and you get like the rent the leftover cloth and blood is like hanging on the front of the car so you can kind of get images of your head of how gruesome that uh, hit must have been but a lot of it is the aftermath of that hit i mean how what is he gonna do the fact that he i mean his name is a tie to this and his boss is uh getting mad it's a lot of uh, things that he's wound himself up with. And you're not quite sure. You want to root for him just because he's the underdog. But he does make choices you do question. What are your feelings about this? I find this movie deeply interesting because even though it's very much a story about the Indian class system, we as Americans can also relate to this because, you know, it's about the haves and the have-nots and sometimes what a person's willing to do to get to that position in life. And sometimes people are willing to do some pretty terrible things to one another to get to that point in life and that standing. And even though he does some atrocious things, you can kind of see why he decides to do it because some of these people, these richer people in society are terrible and awful to these people who are making next to nothing and serving them above all else. Yeah, I mean, one of his jobs, I mean, he, uh, I mean, he polishes shoes and, and, uh, I I mean he yeah he's in a he's in a spot that is undesirable and yeah I mean yeah I see why he does the way he does I mean it's still like okay that might have been wrong but you know uh, 
it, it is very relatable to American society. And they, they do bring it up. And that's why I even, I even brought that because they even bring up American music and, and uh, bring that into discussion. So as much as some people like to say, well, India, India is uh, so different from America. It's different, but it's also very similar. And you see even here in the middle of the pandemic, who is currently benefiting from it and who is not. And still to this point, uh, small businesses are suffering the most. And meanwhile, the big, bigger corporations, they're, they're doing just fine. It's, it's very sad to see the result of it. I even, I, well, I can't say how it ends because I don't want to spoil, but it is like, what would happen if he, if the stuff that he got involved with, it didn't happen? Like, how would he be able to get out of the situation he is in as far as the working class? And you wonder what is, what would have been the best situa- situation? It's interesting to think about that. And this film is full of intelligent thoughts and just uh, charming characters. Because the while this is, does get serious, it does get dark. The protagonist here, he's got a sense of humor. He's uh, got got some uh, light wit to it. He's not a uh, you know terribly like broody type person. Even after the incident, he goes through. He tries to find some light, which I think is very interesting of him to do. And then, of course, the relationship with uh, his his father his sister and you know how they're trying to keep themselves going it's uh, a very uh, just impressive movie that i i really like i mean oh shoot uh sorry that was a gift or what were you saying um yeah but there are some things i wish it explored more yeah and I don't know if that's just the same way as the novel is written because it's apparently based off a novel. Like, I would have liked to have seen more of his life after he reaches, you know, he starts his entrepreneurist and kind of how he treats it differently from the people he worked for. And also, you know, why was he writing to that one businessman? Did he just admire him so much or kind of saw that they had similar backgrounds? That was, those were two areas I wish they had explored more, but I agree with you. It's a very interesting film and I like how it explores the class system and especially over there, like how the rich have so much and like the people that work for the rich have next to nothing. Like his family is like basically living in dirt. Yeah. I mean, I, I get those questions. I guess they're not a huge issue for me because I just think the, the writing between the characters are, are great enough to where I, I'm just highly invested in what's going on. And when it comes to those missing pieces, you know, I don't think this is, what maybe the director's intention but maybe this is going to be split up into two or maybe it's not maybe it's just one standalone film on its own but if they do come out with a part two going over his life as an entrepreneur with the with the things that he's gone through 
still embedded in his head. Uh, I mean, you see little hints of things that he's going through in, in entrepreneurship. I mean, there was even a wine poster you, you find. And uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it feels like it, it, it leads itself to whether, like the, the film, I feel, concludes itself in a way where it could just be its own thing and have it be where you just kind of put the pieces together on those extra bits of what you think happened. Uh, because the whole film really is just focused on him getting out of that small class. And I, uh, you know, knowing friends of mine who are small business owners, and, and especially we have the, uh, of course, the inequality that still goes on with uh, uh, people of color, uh, even though this takes place in India, but you can still see how this relates, where people of color have a harder time, or at least they have to go through much more to get hired than white people. Uh, well, you you see that in the wife's monologue when she's talking to him and telling him, like, why are you doing this? Why are you, you can do better? Because she talks about her background in America and how, how she had to work hard to get where she was and what her parents dealt with. Yeah. So it's dealing with a lot of relevant things while just having uh, very likable characters that may not have do the best things so yeah I, I don't know i really i really love this film like i i watched the end of it i'm like yeah i had fun and then i it was a film where i thought about the themes that was going through after it ended and i i think that's when, when you're able to do that uh that makes for something that's just uh very uh very wonderful very wonderful to see and then just have that rewatchability to watch it again later or just still think about it, have a discussion about it with other people so yeah i'll give it a must watch and i mean that that's the must watch is not always for a film with no flaws but a film that that made an impact to you and i feel like this film made an impact to me yeah, I can see why you would give it that. I'm going to give it a good. I feel like there's some stronger films that explore these territories a little bit better. But I think it's an interesting film and it's never boring. And I think even though it focuses on a certain part of the world, it's relatable to anyone watching it because anyone who has seen this knows how inequality with our class is around the world how the rich tend to have so much when there's very few of them and there's so many people out there struggling just to just to eat yeah well i mean that is our one film and we both really enjoyed it so uh yeah we actually have plenty of time which is good that means uh i can just go ahead and tell you about the other thing which is food wars so you know that recently I got into anime, or as some anime fans like to call, weeb, uh, or that that sounds like being a weeb, a weed dealer. Uh, so give me that weeb, that anime. Oh, that's some good weeb. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
And the film, or not the film, well, kind of films, but the shows that I started off with going back into anime were My Hero Academia. And I watched some other ones, Hayaku, Demon, uh, Demon Slayer. And watching these anime, it makes me realize, wow, the, there is more going on with storytelling in anime than I originally gave credit for. And it's, it's just wonderful to get back into it and to, to really find something in these like and I, I look forward to having a discussion with or, or talking about my hero academia for now I will also talk about an anime that I did watch the first episode of and then that was it I was like no this is why I gave up on anime and okay food wars so you you look at Food Wars on Hulu or wherever you might watch it, Crunchyroll, if you're subscribed to that. You read the description. The description of this anime, it's about a uh, young redhead, spiky redhead chef and his dad. They have a, a father and son uh, restaurant. And it's currently struggling because it's, uh, I, I mean, you know how small businesses uh, versus corporations. Hey, th- this rusty old restaurant—it's out of date. Uh, we need to get our brand, or our, our builder franchises, and replace this waste of space with the uh, restaurants that we own. So you get a bit of uh, again the the corporations versus the small businesses, and that that might be great. That's like okay, wow, this is. This has already a theme to go with. You're like, okay, well, let me watch Food Wars. This sounds like it could be a fun anime. And it's a comedy? Okay, rated M.A. Okay, and for those who don't know, M.A. is uh, basically 17 and up. Like, okay, they I guess they're dropping that and the F-bomb all the time or something like that is going on. Oh, my dear. Let me tell you this, because I know you uh, really despise this movie, 365 Days. And I do too. It is a, it's not a very good movie at all. But I have to say, after just watching one episode of Food Wars, I have to go to 365 Days and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. And, and so why do I even say that? Well... Right as you start this show, what it does not, t- and this is why I say whenever you go into a movie or go into a show, please watch the trailers. Now, it, it maybe sometimes watching the trailers is bad because they might give you give away too much or something like that. No, if you do not watch any sort of preview footage of Food Wars, you will not be prepared for what you get within the first 10 minutes of a 30 minute episode. So our main character here, he's working real hard because it's it's a father and, and son shop. It's just those two together. And he's making all the food. He's like going real fast. And you, you actually see some nice animation of him uh, making different types of dishes. And you see a huge crowd of people just watching him work go, wow, man, he's he's such a cool chef. <laughs> so there's a, a girl 
who comes up just shy and she also looks underage and <laughs> you're like oh no what is it? now the uh, and now later on later on she may be a full-grown adult but based on this first episode based on how she looks how she sounds and her nervous behavior i'm gonna assume that 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 girl is 15 years old or 14 or what have you she definitely does not look like a full-grown adult she comes up and she's like oh i don't know about this and she is so uh our main character cooks up a meal that is basically peanut butter squid which i mean hey you know what there there are people like seafood there are people like squid i mean i'm not a, i'm not a big seafood eater so again that, all that that's not for me and she's like oh i don't want to try these peanut butter squid and then he's like oh but i insist and uh or, or uh, basically spoon feeds in a way but you know you with chopsticks but you still feeding her that peanut butter squid and just like that it, she goes into this vision where the peanut butter squid comes alive uh tangles her up squeezes her and then with two tentacles covered in peanut butter injects those peanut butter squid right up her anus no sorry not right up her anus right up her vajijis <laughs> The first 10 minutes of this anime. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, you don't even, because that's the thing is you read the description, you read, you look at the images and they don't even show you any of this. And you get this within the first 10 minutes of this anime that goes on. Like, that's the thing is it's not even quick. It's a slow, um, it's a slow diet, like virginity dissection. <laughs> I was like, and I, was, and I wasn't even la- laughing because that's the thing is this anime is a comedy. And you're like, okay, where's the humor at? I mean, you do have anime characters going silly, doing acting like there, there are parts where they're, they're in their chibi mode or whatever. So I'm like, okay, uh, I haven't found something that was hilarious yet. And then when it got to that scene, I was like, oh, wait, this is com- This is the comedy that a woman gets spoon-fed, who, who may not even be a full adult, she might be a teenager, gets spoon-fed peanut butter squid by an adult, and then, fan- then, then just has this vision of it. Uh, because the peanut butter squid is so good, she envisions... Uh, having her vagina violated by an imaginary squid with peanut butter tentacles. <laughs> and I know people are saying, but hey, this is an anime. And I'm, I'm like, no, apparently none of this happened in, in the other anime I saw. Like, yeah, there, there, there are plenty of anime with sexual suggestion. That's, that's kind of what I think is like, I'm just not an anime where... The part of the humor is this sexually objectifying woman. And with, uh, for example, My Hero Academia, you know, not getting in the review yet, but uh, on that, but uh, there is a character who is kind of a perv and she, he fantasized, oh, uh, women and, and their butts and all that. But he gets his butt kicked every time. Like, 
uh, it's just one of those like running jokes of him being a perv and and wanting to uh, invade women's privacy, and then the woman turn around and kick his butt, and it's just that's just a joke like that, and just moves on. And the female characters they got a lot going on other than their body image. Demon Slayer is another another one, which is also partially MA, but it's MA mainly for its its, uh, violence. But yeah, the main one of the main characters is a female uh, and a little girl, and she is not sexually objectified at all. In fact, they kind of make her an empowering character in a way, which you know I want to have time to even talk about that. Okay, maybe Hayaku, they, they have a running joke about uh, guys swimming with girls. But I know Japan has this weird thing with female characters in anime. But this one is the worst because it is just, like, it, it's so disturbing. It, it, it's, it, like, something that's supposed to be funny. It's instead uncomfortable. And the worst part about it is... None of the characters in the anime, they acknowledge any of this. And that's why I go and apologize to 365 days because, you know, they got a main character going, yeah, yeah, I like to I like to objectify women. I, I like to touch them and, and do whatever I want with them. And with this, you see that scene and then they turn around and go, what's squid? I don't see no... You must be seeing things. I was like okay, you can't just do that and just move on like nothing happened. Because, yeah, they after that scene is done, she she goes, oh, and she faints. And then that that's the end of that. And the, the episode continues. And that's the thing is, I'm telling you this, this is not the worst part. This is the beginning. This is, as far as Food Wars, this is the appetizer of the meal. <laughs> The worst one is when you get to later on in the episode an executive comes in because this is where they touch on the theme, kind of touch on the theme of corporations trying to take over small businesses. You have this company and the executive uh, uh, businesswoman go in and like, uh, yeah, we want to shut the end. And her entire dialogue is all sexual. Like she is saying every single one of her lines in just a slow, like sexually, uh, uh, you know, se- sexual tone. Oh, whoa, we're going to take over your company. Oh, I think you, I, th- I think you're going to have to shut down your business. And while that there, there are play moments where you see the camera focusing on her boobs or boobs are jiggling and uh our main character is like yeah no i'll show you i'll make the best meal yet and you're gonna have to let our business stay open <sighs> uh so this is where we get to the other maiden scene in the later half of the episode because he's he's got to prove that they the father and son shop could stay up and not be owned by this business and the main character is uh, Sama, by the way, Sama Yukaria. And Sama has this challenge where he has to cook up a uh, like a, a meat uh, patty meal. 
except that they added in some rules. He has to make a uh, meatloaf dish with no meat. Now, that's the thing is what really is painful about this is that this could be an interesting, almost educational cooking uh, anime because he does go into description of how he makes his meals. And when you t- when you talk about a, you know, you have a challenge to make a meatloaf with no meat, he he does it and he does explain. Okay, this is the ingredients I go into, and I'm like, wow, this could be a good vegan dish. I it just sucks that I have to get through all this unnecessary like uh, like hardcore porn. I mean, that's what it is. That's because this is what happens. Asama gets these, uh, uh, this, uh, oh, yeah, Asama goes up to this, uh, no, the woman uh, comes in and she has, like, two guards with her as well, like, I don't know, security, and she sits on the table and, you know, they're, they're exchanging their, uh, back and forth, or, like, insults at each other because she really wants to shut this business down uh, so she can own this space <laughs> here's the thing she he he makes the meal and she is surprised like this is impossible we got rid of the meat how are you making this and and uh so again he seduces her to uh take a bite of the food and once she does it <laughs> her her legs are squeezing her boobs are jiggling more, and we get those visions. And this vision is where she is butt naked, uh, covered in sauce. <laughs> and, and she's like, and, and that's the thing is, she is so sexually in love with this food that she takes her shoes off. And when, because originally, yeah, Sama's like, okay, now are you going to let us keep her business? no way we are going to t- buy this uh space and you're gonna have to uh, move away and uh some was like okay then i'm gonna have to take this meal i made in front of you and walk away and she's like no no i won't no i'm like and the screams are loud too i actually had to turn down the volume on my computer because he was really wanting this meal. And when it happens, she just eats away. It's it, it uh uh you know, squeezes into the sauce. That's when we get our our other vision. This is what I think is even well, may not be as bad as the first vision earlier in this episode, but the the way this ends off is that she gets naked, uh the two guards get naked. And they get blown away by this because they're like, oh, oh, oh. And the guards, their uh, junks explode into sauce. And you're actually seeing that. Like, you're, you're, you're seeing, like, all this graphic, just sexual visions over food. And again, the anime keeps going. It's like, what, what did you see? And it would be something that was just so quick, but that's the thing is I counted the amount of time this anime focuses in on this, uh, this like hardcore nudity. 
and it's actually almost half of the episode. Like, I was like, okay, okay. And that's the thing is, whatever story is being told here, it's ruined by that. Like, if you take were to take this out and run in the, the female characters to be anything other than just targets for these weird visions the writer has, then I would be like, okay, this might be actually a good cooking anime or an anime where people could watch this and could be like, hey, this meal looks, I mean, it's again, 2D animated, but like, oh, wow, he made a meatloaf out of potatoes and, and uh, some other ingredients he used. He used, uh, I think, hummus or I mean, he used like a, a like almost like some uh, gluten free meals. Uh, like he he gets very creative in the, the dishes that he makes, but it's just all this all this sexual objectification in it that I'm not saying I'm a feminist. It's just that it makes me feel uncomfortable watching this, especially that first scene where I have no idea of the age of the girl who gets her thing injected with the peanut butter (laughs) squids now the fact that is animated and the fact that 365 days and 50 shades of gray is live action i mean you know it it could be debatable which one does it worse but i can definitely say i am done after the first episode the second episode shows a preview of another young girl surrounded by a, a chicken like uh, uh, chicken legs. And I don't want to know what happens in that scene because looking at this first episode, how am I not supposed to expect that she is going to get her vagina or her butt crack violated by food? I'm like, oh my God. I'm not the only one even thinking about this. I actually read reviews. People saying the anime itself is actually pretty good. But they're even saying, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird how you're just injecting all this into the into the show. And this is why, like, I fell off of anime because I just kept seeing anime like this where a, a female character is just there to uh, get uh, sexualized. And I know there are, there are women who like that. I mean, again, I'm... I just told you about a, a friend of mine who watched 365 days 400 times. There are some kinky ladies out there that will look at something like Food Wars and they'll they'll love that. But me, I'm just like, no. So, yeah, I know this is unfair because I didn't watch the whole season. But no, the, the fact that I didn't even get a, a warning into what I saw, I was like, I'm not saying avoid because all all of it is awful. I mean, by animation and 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 color designs. I mean, it's it's a solid anime by production. But this this is something I'm just not for. So uh, luckily, I will promise that there are anime that will won't stoop to this. Uh, yeah, and based off what you're describing, it seems like it's just thrown in there for like. To reach some kind of fan base or fetishy stuff, which is the negative connotation that people give anime because they think that's all anime is. And it's not. I know there's so much more out there that's available and it's in multiple genres and available for 
a wide audience range. So yeah, it's it's a shame that there's stuff like that that tends to give it a dirty name. Not to be no pun there, but yeah, yeah. that's the thing is out of all this, the the this the sexual scenes have no attachment to the plot, the story, or even the kid like the Sama never even acknowledges that. Like he doesn't have any like kink fetishes about women being tangled up by tentacles or anything. No, he's he's just trying to help his dad out. And I'm like, okay, why don't you just stick to that? Why why is all this added? Yeah, you can make a good show about local chefs trying to survive and keep probably, their family there, restaurant open. There probably is an anime out there. I mean, I'm sure this is the only like food re- related anime out there. There's there's probably more that will deal with this. It's just yeah, it's uh, sucks that this happened. But I I will I will definitely make up for this by talking about my hero academia because I look forward to that but i i mean hey i'm i uh, need to make sure i get this done in time and i have an hour left before i have to uh or what are you gonna say oh i look forward to hearing what you have to say about that show because what i've seen of it i've enjoyed i've seen uh parts of the first season and a couple of episodes in the second season yeah i have seen i've seen the entire season one two and half of because I'm, I'm trying to make sure i get Ready for season five starts the last week of March, so I I have I, I mean I have some time to catch up, but I will definitely catch up and uh, probably I'll do I'll start talking about My Hero Academia the week after next because next week we got three movies coming out at the same time. The week after that we just have one movie and then we'll talk about uh, One Night in Miami and then that that's. That's the week I'm going to probably bring in My Hero Academia. Yeah, I mean, we there is a lot of films coming up, which is great. Uh, I mean, it keeps us busy on this. uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to a lot of things that are coming out. And I'm thankful that we're also glad to say about some of HBO or uh, Warner Brothers movies. I'm thankful that they are... Are grateful that they are releasing their films simultaneously on at yeah, theaters and at home they got a huge lineup for 2021 they that they're promising will release uh, on on time so yeah yeah i uh i'm also thankful i understand why some people are upset about it and that makes sense but they're giving you the option yeah and so I think it's good for not only because, you know, these movies got to come out. They can't keep pushing everything back and back. And it's good for people who don't. Well, you know, very few people have gotten a vaccine as of right now. So it's good for people who want to keep practicing the CDC guidelines. And if they can stay home in the comfort of their home and watch a movie, that's that's nice of them to do it. I know they didn't do it to be nice they're doing it for money reasons but i'm glad that options there well i think they are doing it to be because they are trying to be self-aware of uh i mean uh, i mean there's a lot of people at home so they're like hey this is a nice deal and for what i know they aren't pushing any of their movies back because that's the thing is while they're doing this disney is still playing the shuffle game 
they just uh, took out uh, Bob's Burgers movie from April 9th, which that one is weird because I, I feel like you could just release that on Hulu, but for some reason, Bob's Burgers needs to be seen in the theater. So they... Yeah, took, yeah. I, I understand why they're pushing their Marvel movies, but yeah, just drop Bob's Burgers on Hulu. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what Disney's doing because it it's, sounds like they're they're trying to do the same thing and then they're also not because again then ray of the last or the last dragon is going to be on disney plus but uh yeah that's uh, going to be on disney plus and soul went to disney plus i think well, bob's, not bob's, Bur- bob's burgers is above both of that it needs to go to the theater <laughs> uh but in black widow i hear there's rumors that's going to get delayed so i i mean well you know. bond just got pushed back again yeah well, Sony said that they're not going to release their movies at home. Like they, they were saying that, hey, you got to see them in the theater, which I'm like, no, screw you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not seeing that Morbius film on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to get COVID over Morbius. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, or not Benic over too. Morbius. Uh, speaking of, um, not to dunk on Christopher Nolan some more, but... Um, Edgar Wright just announced that he's pushing his movie back last night in Soho to October because he wants people, he wants it to be seen in cinemas. So he's like, hopefully by October, maybe it'll be safer to do so. Maybe. So that's, but I like that response because it's like, look, I, he's, he's saying he wants it released in theaters, but he's acknowledging it can't be released in theaters right now. So push it back instead of demanding people go see it in the cinema. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, the, the ultimate goal, I think, for these streaming services is for them to get more subscriptions because I think that's what HBO Max is. Well, that is. yeah, that's yeah. part of this, uh, you know, release of films is, you know, well, people will subscribe to our service because they want to see these movies like Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, or well, the there, I mean, yeah, there's the Matrix oh, comes out, yeah, Dune, Matrix. King Kong versus Godzilla. They've got some pretty big movies. I know. Get, oh, and the new Suicide Squad, yeah, film. Yeah, so there are films Space there. Space Jam too. No, there are films they're betting people that. are going to yeah. subscribe to the service so they can watch. Yeah, I mean, a lot of actually movies based on big franchises, too. I even think some people will subscribe for Tom and Jerry next month. That's, it's a possibility. Hey, hey, there are kids. So, you, you know, I mean, or people want to see Tom and Jerry. Anyway, that is all we have. And, of course, next time, The Dig, Little Things, and Palmer. Those are three big movies that will come out at the end of this month. Uh, and you can uh, film Nerd 85 and Re- Real Store Rejects. You got anything uh, updated or new you want to talk about regarding that? Uh, hopefully we should have our Miyazaki series start posting up next month. We have about, yeah, we have about three or four episodes left to record. So hopefully next month we will start releasing those and you can hear them. Yeah. And uh, you can find us on Ponspress and different uh, uh, or uh, or what or, uh, is that? Different platforms. I mean, why did it take a to just different platforms? 
actually we just got approved for pandora so this is on pandora now that, that's one Ooh. yeah so that that's another platform um additional cloud and all all that good stuff yeah and i i uh filed in for pandora back in october so it took a few months for it to finally get through but yeah i'm on there now and then yeah so um a pie or <laughs> to the pond theater is on those platforms and then uh instagram pond Express, facebook pond Express, twitter at chase pond 64 and then uh, little video clips to come out on the insta reels and tiktok so until next time take care bye have a good one